0: 6, uh, we, we kick this off, this is, uh, this is a part of scripture that is might just be the, some of the simplest passages to preach, because there is so much in these things, okay? Matthew chapter 6, last week, uh, so this is really, what I love about this is, you know, uh, Jesus says, you know, this is how you should pray. You should pray like this. And we spent time last week just talking about what on earth did Jesus mean? And he said, you know, father in heaven, holy is your name or your name be honored as holy. Like what did he mean? Because that little, little section, there is so much depth to that. Okay. Um, oftentimes in our kind of church traditions, we can take this idea of the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, we can take these things and what can we, what we end up doing is like just turning them into something we say over and over and over again except what's really great about the way Jesus teaches is that the amount of depth from each and every word requires that we can never just say this the same way over and over and over again. There's, there's too much here, there's too much like depth to these things of our Father in heaven and your name be honored as holy. And we're at this now, we're right here. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Let, let me start out just by saying this is one of one of my favorite things and most encouraging things to think about is that um We get to enter into God's word right here. And here's one thing we're not trying to do. We're not trying to get God to like us. All right. That's just one of those things is oftentimes we we get into scripture. We come to church and we're like, okay, I'm going to learn some good things to do so God can then start liking me. Okay. And that's the opposite of what we're asking here. We're entering into this scripture and the word of God to a God who absolutely loves us that he's not waiting for us to do something really great to love us more. Okay. But here, even another level to that. Okay. Is one of the things that ends up happening is, is when you're baptized into Christ and God goes and just like cleans the junk out, like every part of us, oftentimes we think, that the best part of that is that our sins are forgiven. Or we say that we're saved or something like that. That's not the best part of that. The best part is that He's just roto rooted everything and cleaned it all out so His Holy Spirit can come and live inside of a completely perfect vessel. Amen. You know? And that's the, that right there is one of the most encouraging aspects. So when we're entering into this, we're not just trying to find a new saying or some kind of way to get something from God. This is, these are the words that the Holy Spirit is just like yearning for us and encouraging us to be saying here. And so when we read this, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If, if nothing else, I hope that we're writing something down to go, I, this is going to require some pretty significant reflection. This is not a, this isn't one of those verses that you just go, go bam, here you go. And you're just, everyone gets fired up and leaves. And all. That. This requires so much reflection because again, Jesus is teaching us, okay, when you come to pray. Here's the first thing I want you to do is put yourself in a position in front of God where we are acknowledging Him as holy, as Father, as King, ourselves. Very similar to what you were bringing up, this idea of, man, we are your servant. We're your apprentice. We're trying to learn how to do this. We want to hear your voice, okay? And so this is going to require way more than we have time for Today, but that's that's the Bible, though. I mean, that's that's how as how God does it. Okay, but here is something I hope will be a helpful starting place. T- to me, there's the abstract of reading this and going, "Man, this is really great." Our Father, art in heaven, hallelujah. You know, the, all that is fantastic. But I want you to picture something, okay? And again, us sitting in front of Jesus. Face to face and going, Your kingdom comes. Your will be done. As a community, that's what we're saying. We are all heart and soul behind that. See, it's different when we're face to face with somebody. Yeah. Right? We kind of tricked I tricked the guys' group a few weeks ago and I told them to go home and look their wives in the eye and say, I am humble. And that was the response. Everybody laughed, okay? Because it's like, we can talk about things, but once you get face to face with somebody and go, hold on a minute, your kingdom come. I want you to think about what that would be like, what the interaction would be like. And again, not just individually, he's talking about this this prayer right here that he's saying is something he's saying, this is a a we prayer, This isn't just us as individuals, it's us, as we coming together going, this is what we affirm. This is what we want more than anything. Your kingdom come, okay? Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, You know, when you're saying that is, is we, we're needing to abandon a whole lot when Mm. we pray this. Yeah. This is such a good start. For me personally, this is such a good start to my day. I don't feel like I have to pray through this whole thing. But these first two, this is such a good start because it reminds me of who I am and who God is. It reminds me that you want to know what I can do? I can abandon control of all the outcomes that are going to happen today. That I don't have to go and manufacture something today. Okay? But here's the interesting thing is, is am I willing to go... We want, God, what you want. Mm. Like, whatever will happen today, that's our deepest desire. And here's the truth of the matter is, is that may be the single greatest thing that is missing just in the heart of the church today. Mm. Is this yearning desire. And I don't mean just saying the words. I mean to where we want this so desperately We want your kingdom right here, just like it is in heaven. I want everything about that. And and, and it engages our heart, but far too often, our heart is kind of left behind. And it's like, I don't really want to say that because I want what I want. And if I want his kingdom here on earth, he may not let me have the things I want. And there's this battle between all the things that I want. And, And it's not just material things. Man, we want comfort. We want like relationships that are just easy, and we want just we want simplicity. And I mean that in a bad way. Okay, we want easy stuff. Just gimme things. Just make it comfortable. Make it convenient. That's why even churches become that where it's like we want the convenient kind of like happy meal version and going. Man, no, no, no. This is seriously the the crock pot. Variety, You know, of sitting in this, but really challenging our hearts. This one verse right here for us to just take just for some simple reflection and go, man, is is this the way I look at my world around me and my neighborhood and the way the things that I want and the things that I interact with God about that? I want your kingdom above all. Here's what's interesting is, is we won't want what we don't trust. So here's the thing. There's just a couple of things here that I think are like bullseyes when it comes. If we're, if we're going to let this kind of like, pierce our heart. These are kind of the bullseyes right here is I, I understand that we, we do live in kind of this Christian culture that we kind of believe if most Americans do it, then it must be what God wants. Okay, and we've got to kind of like tear ourselves away from that. But here's the interesting thing is this easy, it's just this easy idea of, no, I've put my faith in Jesus. And we say that almost in a way to go, I'm, I'm good. I've right. put my faith in Jesus. Except this very sentence, this very verse in verse 10 is an anthem of faith. It isn't saying, I trust you. It's me going, I trust you, and because of that, I want your kingdom here, not me and not what I want, Yeah. all right? But we won't want what we don't trust. One of the things that is, I know it's really easy We, when we come to church to kind of almost feel like, regardless of how kind of messed up we may be. We're just a little bit better than people that don 't go to church okay, <laughs> okay? Like, like that can go into our mind like man at least i 'm going to church mm-hmm. and, and, and we have to understand something that is not what he 's talking about here mm-hmm. he is talking about this twenty four seven and here 's the truth of the matter is is if we could put a little like microphone that could we could actually be hearing above the noise of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would be whispering this to us constantly. Mm-hmm. You want his kingdom. Mm -hmm. You want it here. You don't want you. No, 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 no. What we think we want, we don't want. Our ideas are not going to make this world great. Our politics are not going to make this world great. Our whatever is not going to do it. Right. And so we just we're not going to want this if we're really not trusting him. And here's this may be the largest kind of idea here is we can't want what we don't know. Mm. And so if somebody were to sit you down, somebody like Jesus, for instance, were to sit down and go, hey, come, come over here and sit down with me and, and, and talk to me about my kingdom. Like, this, is, this would be fascinating. I think Jesus would talk a lot about his kingdom if he was just like roaming around here. I think he would talk way more about his kingdom when we talk about his kingdom. Sorry. We probably get tired of listening to Jesus talk about his kingdom all the time, okay? But here's the interesting thing is, is Jesus is totally aware, and Mark records this, is that the gospel is the gospel of the kingdom, mm-hmm. all right? So the, the gospel that we share is everything to do with the kingdom, That's right. all right? And so oftentimes we, we may, like our hearts may even be telling us, like, I want his kingdom here, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what that actually means. And that can be such a, just a tough thing. So just, again, in reflection, just writing down, you know, if if I were to just to sit down and talk to somebody, or just talk to Jesus about his kingdom, what do I know about his kingdom? What do I know about it? Okay? And here's just, these are just like home runs right here. Okay. These are the first things They just pop up. You guys don't even have to go switch it back and forth. I just put it up here so you can write them down and you can take them home with you. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. Okay, When we're talking about the kingdom of God, first and foremost, we're saying there's a king in this kingdom and he is, the, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, beyond great, beyond loving, beyond merciful. but he is serious as can be. He is holy. He is calling us to something that is, that is not easy, that does cost. And in Matthew 6, one of the things that Jesus teaches that's really interesting, it's the, it's the heading that we all don't necessarily like in our Bibles, okay? The, the heading is do not worry. <laughs> all right? And everybody, we all look at that and we're like, oh, believe man. You know? Do not worry. And in that, Jesus tells this amazing story of just like he's he's just telling about, hey, just you don't have to worry. Just look around. Look at the the birds and look at the flowers and look at everything is so beautiful and perfect and all of these things. and I know you need things. And he says, but seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That there's something so good about that passage that hopefully all of us, instead of reading it and becoming more tense, we read it and take a deep breath and go, this is good. Amen. This is like the pressure is off right here. I mean, Jesus has just declared this idea that, hey, look at nature. Look at all the things. Man, I got control over. Them. And look at how beautiful they are. And and you're you. And I created people differently. And I love you so desperately. Do you not think that I won't take care of you? Yeah. But and he, and he gives us that one thing: seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. That that should be like playing on loop in every disciple's mind and heart. Yeah. Is that idea? Of, he gave me this idea of how to like navigate my day. Is that right there? And in all of that, he's saying, I'm telling you that so you won't worry. You get this idea that in his kingdom, there is no anxiety. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? We're here. We're, and here's the deal is, is it's not to say that, hey, if you have anxiety or you worry that you're not, like, worthy of these things or you're just so, like, struggling. No, no, no. That's, that's not the point. There are going to be things in this world. Even Paul, like, when we read about Paul, Paul is like, man, I overwhelmed. Yeah with my worry for the churches and all these kind of things, okay? But in the kingdom of God, there's this hope and there's this idea of going, here's what God is doing with us now. It's he's just taking this pressure off. It, listen, the pressure is coming off. Isn't it easy sometimes? Man, when we come together sometimes, for, for some people coming together, that's the most pressure-filled time of your week. Because you feel like, man, I've got to act a certain way. I've got to say a certain thing. I've got to do all these different things. And when we've been in, in really a vibrant relationship with Jesus and walked with him for a week, man, our time's together. This should be the place where the pressure is off more than any of Amen. Right. Amen. It's just, man, the pressure is off. How do you know that? Man, if somebody were to come and ask you, how do you know that? Why don't you worry? And here, I can do a Bible study on Matthew 6 right here. This is the greatest section in the world because Jesus is just declaring His authority over worry, and He's saying, "Here's what I want you to do: seek first the kingdom." Okay, And and again, these are so good. But Matthew 13, He does this little parable, and He says, "This the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field." Okay, so I don't know what your vision of treasure is. I want you to think about, you have a field that you're looking to buy, and you go and find this treasure, and he says, that treasure, that guy who wants that field, goes off and sells everything. But it says more than that, in his joy, goes off and sells everything for that treasure. He says, that's what the kingdom is like. That's what the kingdom is like, is a treasure that, that, that to see it in its completeness is to go, I will joyfully get rid of everything for this. I love that is these I'm just sharing these with you because I'm going, okay, if I'm going to be praying, your kingdom come and your will be done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. If we don't have an idea of what Jesus is talking about, what how will we actually want that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone, and listen, every part of how we're built is meant to want this. Mm-hmm. Like, every desire and yearning inside of us that we're messing up, like, the world is trying to, like, fulfill through all kinds of different ways, materialism and sexuality and politics and all these different things, God is going, no, that's all, like, you missed the boat. What you're, what you're like, wanting is the kingdom of God. Amen. You know? that's, that's it right there. In Matthew 7... He goes into it and he says, because remember in in our original text there, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then again, Jesus is speaking in Matthew 7 and he says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't know how Jesus would not play well in American churches. (laughs) He just wouldn't.
1: Because, listen, they're not going to let
0: anybody out uh, behind a pulpit to say, no, no, you won't pray Jesus in your heart. It doesn't doesn't fly with me. But only he who does the will of my Father. What that simply means is, is he's saying, I want you to want what I want. I want you to look around in your relationships, in your neighborhoods, in your people, at work, in class. And I want you to reflect and consider and study what I want in this case. And I want you to want that. But that's very alien to us, all right? So that's Matthew 7 and Acts 1, just to throw it on up there. When Jesus came back to talk to his guys after he had died on the cross, he came back and he said, he he spoke about the kingdom for 40 days. A six-week course on the kingdom of God. All right, could you imagine how great that would be? That Jesus himself took six weeks on that thing. I'm like, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And I want to just point this out is is when we're talking about the kingdom, we're not talking about the church, we're not talking about finding a good church, being a good church member. That's not what we're talking about, okay? What Jesus didn't say, he didn't say seek first the church. He didn't seek, listen, the church in the kingdom of God should reflect the kingdom, okay? But the church is not synonymous with the kingdom of God, okay? And so the thing that we have to remember is, is, it's not, you don't go home and call mom up and say, man, I found a good church, mom. I sought first the kingdom. Not what he's talking about. That's <laughs> not what he's talking about. Why am I worrying so much? I, I was seeking first the kingdom, and I, I'm a great church member. It's not what he's talking about. Something very different. He's talking about our lives and how we live them here amongst all of the other people like image bearers of God, okay? And here's the simple thing. I, to me, simple is better, okay? It's not, it sure doesn't mean it's easy. But here's God's curriculum if you go, okay, well, where would I start with this idea of God just praying your kingdom come, your will be done, and getting an idea of what he even meant by that. And he has this really cool curriculum if you're into curriculums. And it's called the Sermon on the Mount, right? And that's Matthew, in in Matthew, it's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Have you gone through it lately? Have you examined it lately? Because he's giving us this right here in front of us. sin. This is my kingdom right here. All the way from blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who mourn. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's describing for us a kingdom. And I I, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, I want to be a part of a kingdom where it is consisting of the poor in spirit and those who mourn and are gentle and hunger and thirst and are merciful and are pure in heart. That sounds like a great group to be a part of But it takes every person going, yes, that's what I want. Because give, if we're a buyer, it doesn't matter how good you are. I don't know if you're a good person or a bad person or a rocker or whatever you are. Okay, if You you might be the best person in the whole wide world. This is not what you do naturally. It isn't. There's no part of it. You may go, but Keith, I do things. I give money here and I do that. I'm nice to people. <clears throat> he's talking about something distinctly different, right? He's saying in this kingdom that we want, okay, what he's saying is this. is, is It's not just a kingdom that doesn't murder. It's a kingdom that doesn't hate your brother. All right? It's a kingdom where even what you say, it's a kingdom to where... Now, here's the interesting thing. There will come a time when when God's kingdom is here and that's it and everything's over with and there's not going to be any enemies or any of those things. But in our context right now, he's saying, in this kingdom, if you want my kingdom to come, then you'll love your enemies. Mm -hmm. You'll love your enemies. You'll, you'll love them. I don't mean you'll say it. This is tough. When, when, you know, I, I can, I've said this for a long time. And it is really tough when it comes down to it. Going, no, no. You know what? In the kingdom of God, this is what he's calling me to. And, and again, let me just share this with you. If you have the Holy Spirit living inside you, every bit of who the Holy Spirit is is going, yes, that's it right there. Exactly. Do that, be that way. Okay? He's talking about marriage. He's talking about adultery. He's talking when you read the Sermon on the Mount, you go, man, what an incredible community that is. What an amazing just place to be right here, okay? Because he's going through all of this, and that's really his curriculum. But again, all of these things in here that he's that that he's calling for, we make It it costs us all something. It costs us all something. And what it costs us is ourselves. Like, that's the hardest person, that's the hardest thing to get past, is I want his kingdom to come. But there's a lot of Keith that has a lot of different wants. And that is the battle right there. And so, again, the challenge is this. Will we we sit at the feet of Jesus and go, your kingdom come and your will be done? That's beyond circumstance. That's not just when, hey, when everything is going great and I'm so happy and so excited because I finally got what I want. Now I'm going to do really great. Now I'm going to be really positive. Now I'm going to really give. Now I'm going to really serve. Okay, that is not what he's talking about. He's talking about when everything is going wrong. Yeah. He's talking about when things aren't going our way, and it's not comfortable, and it is difficult, and things aren't easy, and I do have to sacrifice at my job, and at school, and in relationships, and all these different things. All right? That, that right there is going, no, 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 I'm going to be fully engaged mm. into this community, into this kingdom. Mm. This is what Dave said earlier, right? Our decisions and our priorities do tell the world what we want. Our, our decisions and our priorities are screaming out to the world, this is what you want, All right? When I, am, when I am giving everything I have to find new ways to get things, to get comfort, to get to just have my life set up, and again, this is where some of you guys, if you're not sure, but here's what I'm saying. Almost all of us have been taught, listen man, you get ready for retirement. Okay? Stow it away because when you get retired, you want to be comfortable. That's right. And don't let your kids have to take care of you. Except I hate to tell you, the Bible, kids should take care of you when you get older. That's right. Okay. Stop raising kids who are selfish, entitled brats. Okay. Right. if yeah, But this idea of man, we, I'm gonna be. I can't tell you how many times, just in any news article or any commercial, where it's like this idea of man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire this age, and man, I'm just gonna have like it's gonna be awesome and perfect, and all that kind of stuff. And just understanding that, and I am not the curmudgeon of retirement. Okay. <laughs> I believe me, I am not that. But but we have to call this out. Yeah. Okay, we really, really do. Because when the world sees that we pour all of our time, effort, energy, resources into getting more things and filling more barns so that we can be comfortable later, what the world says is, is, hey, you don't know what? That's what's most important. Is that God won't take care of you. God won't take care of you. You must do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now listen, here's the deal is you might just have this knack to just be like, whatever you do, you make tons of money. Okay? Understand something with that. Is that God is funneling this through us so we are generous to the world. Amen. I know that sounds listen, I don't know. You if you're trying to figure me out politically, stop. Okay. okay? Oh, man, is he a CNN guy or a Fox News guy? I can't yeah. tell. Yeah. Which one is he? Okay? Is he, here's what I'm going to say is just set that aside. Okay? Is that we are stewards of God's blessings. Right. Okay? That's it. And, and here's the deal is, is, is the people I know who do that well, you want know what? They still have a really great time in their life. And they really do go on vacation. And it really is great. And they really have great relationships. But I'm just saying is, is that our decisions and our priorities, they're fleeing, they're screaming to the world around us. This is what's most important. And 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 without even thinking about it, if we don't slow down enough, without even thinking about it, whether it's whether it's professionally or academically, we could be simply saying to the people around us is listen, following God has no goodness in this present life. You better get a certain degree and a certain job with a certain amount of money. Here's what we have to do as a church. You have to reject that completely. It has to be rejected uh, completely. Our decisions and our priorities will tell the world what we want. So that's the thing, right? This is where we started. Our Father in Heaven Your name be honored as holy. Right? Again, that's where we started last week. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is such a call of the heart. This is such a challenging, deep call when Jesus said, I want you to pray this way. Man, we didn't realize, and I don't think his guys realized, man, you are going to burrow into the depths of our hearts by praying this every day. You're going to dig out some junk that probably in no other way could have been dug out, other than you telling us to pray this way. It's face to face. So, what do we do with this? Right? What do we do with this? If you want to read something, and again, just taking this on your own in Luke 14, he talks about this really beautiful visualization of the kingdom of God in a banquet, mm-hmm. which who... Who doesn't like a banquet in 20 days you're going to really want a banquet right i mean you're thinking man a banquet of god how wonderful would that be and and, and it's really fascinating because in luke 14 uh this guy i don't know if he was just trying to like suck up to jesus or something but he goes blessed are all those who eat in the banquet in the kingdom of god and jesus is like i'm glad you brought that up he goes because here's how it's going to be there's going to be a banquet, and there's going to be people that go out, and they're going to be invited in. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to keep making excuses. They just got married. Man. Just got some ox. Just got some things can't go. He said, that's how it will be. That's how it will be. And so again, just as that warning to us, go, like, hold on a minute, man. is slowing down enough to reflect, to pray through. To catch those things, because here's the thing is, we all have these things that are going to come up, and then we just pray that we catch these things so they can be related. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to nine four zero 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 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.